on SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. On this Wednesday afternoon, Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel with you. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Very soon we'll be joined by the coach of the Panthers, Jared Wright. But this is a great story. Men's uh, Glenelg started the season with a loss and they said, you know what, we don't like this losing thing. How about we just win from now on? Kind of like when Happy Gilmore said, oh, you just need to put it in the hole. I'll just do that next time. So they've won nine in a row and they are sitting comfortably at the top of the ladder, but not too comfortably because it's a very tight spot at the top of the table with Stu and Adelaide close behind. One of the players who has been responsible for Glenelg's success is their new recruit, James Bell. He joins us right now. Good afternoon to you, James, and welcome to Adelaide. It must be a very happy time at Strata Armour at the moment. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a good time at the moment to be around the club, getting a few, few good wins. Billy, great to have you on the sample show, mate. Um, I just want to chat to you and ask you the question about how the opportunity came about to come over here to Glenelg. You're a New South Wales boy, and obviously we're at the Sydney Swans. How'd that come about? Um, well, I actually lived, when I was at Sydney, um, I lived with Will Gould. Um, he's a Glenelg boy as well. And um, when when we wouldn't be playing um, Neeful or VFL at the time or in the ones, we'd be watching the sample and um, I had a good relationship with him and um, Toby Pink as well. You, you know Toby as well yep, yep. when you were at Sydney. Um, and I just said, like, it was just pretty much sold to me then that I wanted to play over there if, you know, if um, AFL didn't work out. Because it looks like a good comp when you watch it on the on the TV and stuff. So, um, yeah, just that, that attraction straight away got me. So speaking of that, how it looks like a good comp, there's a, a lot of former AFL players at Glenelg. So the standards and the transition from Sydney to Glenelg, I imagine it wouldn't be too different? No, not too different at all, eh? Like, um, when I first got here, I was actually surprised at how, like, professional it was, like, just with the yeah. training programs at SNC. Like, it's it's almost identical. It's just the different time training sessions, like, you know, at AFL level, it's all pretty much all throughout the day, and you get massages. But here, you just got work, and then you go straight into it during the week. So there's not much difference at all with it. Did you have any other options, James? We're pretty biased here in South Australia, and we think we've got the best competition outside the AFL. So for yourself, who's over in the AFL setup, and as you said, you're looking at the sandfall on the television. Did you think about going to Victoria or even going over to the Waffle? Um, oh, I did have a think about the VFL, but honestly, because I was there, I was basically playing it for the last five years of in and out of the, the VFL in, in one. So I just wanted a fresh start. And you hear about it so many times from people that are from um, Adelaide, but like also my manager, John Meeson, he, he really pushed for the idea to go over there if I want to play some good brand of footy and, you know, mature age bodies and you always hear about, or you can see now in the drafts when you get mature ages getting picked up, majority of it's from the sample. So for me, I was just, it was a no-brainer. And the thing for you then to see is that so many South Australians get picked up in the mid-season draft, which has just passed. So I'm assuming that a goal of yours is to get redrafted. You're only 24 years of age, so you've got a lot of football ahead of you. Is that one of your focuses, to come over here, play well for the Bays, and hopefully get another AFL opportunity? Yeah, definitely. That was That's the plan, but... um. Yeah, I just feel like I've landed at a pretty good team to to get that opportunity to play some good footy and show them that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get back on a list. So, Billy, just want to ask you about the Swans experience when you're at Sydney. How did you find that for the number of years you were there? Uh, obviously, a really good club with good culture and good standards. Um, your experience at Sydney, 
uh, over the past five seasons? Yeah, no. Well, I obviously, kind of, well, I'm from Wollongong, which is south of Sydney, so I loved loved being um, close to home. And you know, yeah, like you said, you know, the culture is pretty strong there, and they love love relating everything back to the history of the club. Um, but yeah, it was it was a challenge challenging for me to try to stay in the team. I just felt like I was on the fringe the whole time, and opportunity was very limited. But you know, if I just got to grab it with both hands, and sometimes I didn't, sometimes I didn't. But just the way it was, eh? No, exactly that. And uh, you played the 28 games, so you have shown that if you can get that opportunity again, then you can certainly perform at the level. Uh, Glenelg as a as a town, I guess. How have you found that the lifestyle down there, down at the bay? Oh, I love, I love Glenelg. I love Glenelg. Um, it's got a bit of um, yeah, Coogee vibes yes. from back in the east over there. <laughs> um, so no, nah, it's good. Love love being near the water. Um, and yeah, just I love love the area. I just love. It's not too crowded as what Sydney was, so you can actually get around enough to pay for parking everywhere you go. Which is good. <laughs> we, we take that for granted yep. as well. Um, I want to get back to football in a moment, but I want to go to your childhood because um, reading up on you, it said you, you, you grew up playing a different version of football, and that was the round ball game and linked to the Western Sydney Wanderers for a number of years. So were, were you taking your soccer pretty seriously at that point, and was there a chance for you to actually decide to pursue that and potentially go down an A-league path? Well, yeah, because I think soccer, you got to start really young with with how professional that is. And, um, yeah, I was going pretty well at soccer. Um, I think I got to about... I was playing under-15s, and I was they had the Western Sydney Wanderers on the 20s side at the time, and I was playing... I played a few games in that, so I was going all right. And that led you to an opportunity to then having to make a decision whether you wanted to focus on football or soccer? Yeah, so I got got an opportunity to play two games in that, and because uh, I was playing like state state level in New South Wales uh, soccer and that, but then when I got to fifteen sixteen, um, the Swans Academy actually offered me a I got some scholarship award from the Swans. So then when I got that, I was just like, oh well, now I have to decide. And then I went to a training session for soccer one time, and I um I just broke down and cried and said I just I don't want to do this anymore. I want to play footy, and it was just I haven't not looked back since. And that's a, that's a really courageous thing to do and be able to do that. And then surround yourself at the Sydney Swans. Um, you know, we, we've heard and it's been highly publicised that um, your ability to connect with players like Adam Goods, but the connection that the Swans have had back to Indigenous Australians is absolutely incredible. And that must make you really proud to look back and on your time to be around so many influential Indigenous Australians. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, like just last year with the Indigenous Guernseys, for the Swans, like they had, um, they represented every player that's every Indigenous player that's played for the club, and you know it's, it was pretty pretty proud moment for me to wear that and know that I'm getting represented on that that Guernsey as well. So speaking of proud moments, the sample has the First Nations round to be held across the next two weekends, rounds eleven and round twelve. So be a pretty special couple of weeks for yourself at Glenelg, uh, the Indigenous Guernsey, uh, the experiences for you mate over the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah, I love 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 this round, and and I love how much more people are getting around it as well, embracing the round, and yeah, it'll be good to see how many people get down there and support it as well. So, Billy, nine wins on the trot for Glenelg. Uh, how how is it in terms of the review? Surely Reeve is just putting it on repeat every week and just do the same things. How do you stay up um, for so many weeks and continue just rolling out win after win? 
I was I was literally talking about this last night. I was I was just thinking like no one no one's feeling any complacency at all. Like um, Reavers made it pretty clear that um, no one's no one's safe in their positions. Like it's everyone's got to perform to keep their spot. And at the same time, we're all we're all having fun doing it because like the team success at the moment is just like that's the our main priority. It doesn't matter anyone's performance as long as we get the win. And we have fun working hard for each other. That's that's what's been working for us. It's working hard for each other. And that must be really good on the training track. But then you come up a team like Central District who have kind of shocked the competition a little bit because they're sitting in the top five at the moment. But um, this season has shown the evenness that you can't take any team lightly. So in preparation for the match on the 2nd of July at Stradorama, you, you prepared for a doggy side that will come out and um, want to get a win? Yeah, um, I've heard that the like the last few years, uh, they've been a bit up and down. But I like my mentality is you just can't take anyone lightly. And um, they got a got us in the trial game, and then they jumped us a little bit in the last time we versed them. So I think there's a lot to learn from it. So tonight training, we'll, we'll dissect it a bit and see what we can improve on. Before we let you go, Billy, speaking of taking a team lightly, uh, with nine wins on the trot, do you think Glenelg would have beaten West Coast on the weekend? We said that. Um, I reckon we would have, eh? <laughs> Honestly, I reckon we could have. That's massive. Well, we at least, at least have a bit of fight. A bit of fight in it. Yep, yep. I mean, Glenelg would be going as well as any team while she outside of the AFL at the moment. Uh, it, it is a joke, but in saying that, West Coast not going so well, it might be an interesting matchup. <laughs> it would be a very interesting matchup. Hey, before we let you go, can you briefly tell us this? The one that everyone's talking about at the Sydney Swans is Joel Amati, who, who seems like the heir apparent to Lance Buddy Franklin. Um, is the hype legit or are we just getting sucked into this? Because I like watching this kid play. Men, you you know that boy can grab a mark. He yep. is, yeah, he can. He's the real deal. He, yeah, he is. It's a good point. He's come on in leaps and bounds. Yeah. When I was there and Belly's been there um, more late or later than I have, Joel had things, but he certainly wasn't at that level. And you wondered if he'd get there. And he still, Belly would say this, he was still very much a kid. Joel was very immature. And oh. his, his body <laughs> was like that too. Yeah, Belly, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, um, he's just lackadaisy, wasn't he? Yes. Just, but I think I think the last two years he's really understood. And I think a few rev-ups has, has put him instead where he's just like, no, I want to be the most dominant forward in the comp now. And oh, it's and going to show. He, he started showing that in gather round against Richmond, I think, and yep. he did his hammy. Yes. And he was, but at that point, I'm thinking, who is this kid? Yeah. And he's going to he's gonna tear the competition apart. So that is great to hear. Just before we let you go, what was Dan Menzel like as a teammate? Um, no, he was good. He, he actually helped me get my first game. I'll give him that. And um, yes. you, you played when I got my first goal in there, man. Yes, I did, Belly. Yes, yes, I think he was one of the first to run over and get around me. Awesome. Um, no, men's was good. Um, we had a few sessions, like a few one-on-ones when it was time to um, get me in the, into the seniors, but um, no, I learned a lot off the big fella. Thanks, Billy. We appreciate uh, appreciate your words, and thanks for joining us on the uh, SEN Sample Show.